Hey everyone and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and I'm joined as always by Tara. Greetings citizens. This is a science fiction movie podcast. We get together, we have watched the movie, we talk about it. It's 70 sci-fi month and this is one of the few episodes that are actually recorded in the month that it's coming out and a lot of them were done way in advance back in like January. Uh, but we are here to talk about ZPG uh, and I would say ZPG to say Z properly but it's an American acronym, so I should probably say it the, the American way, so it's fine. I thought this was a British movie. Is it? I, well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> the actors the actors do all have British accents, but I don't necessarily assume that means it's a British movie, because there's, there's so many movies that are technically, like, you know, they're, they're technically still American movies because they're funded by American companies. Okay. ZPG it is. I mean, we, we can go with... ZPG. I'm I'm good with that. Like, um, you know, here's the thing. That right. I think saying the letter Z, it does sound better, right? Just to get into a little bit of uh, of uh, verses here. But I will have to admit that when it comes to acronyms, the Z does roll off better into the other letters. Yeah. Nobody says JZ. <laughs> no, you don't know. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so ZPG is a is a post. Well, no, nah, it's. A, it's more of a dystopian movie, I guess, but it's kind of a dystopian movie that is verging on post-apocalyptic. It's verging on it. It's not quite there, though. Yeah. So, uh, we'll start spoiler for you, of course, as we always do. We'll give you warning before we get into the into the spoilers. Uh, the basic premise of this is that we're in the future. I actually didn't catch which year if they said one. Did you catch a year? No. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, so, it's in the future. And basically, climate change has gotten to such a ridiculous degree in this in this version of the world where everyone has to wear these breathers when they go outside because it's just thick with smog and smoke mm -hmm. and whatever else is in the atmosphere and there are various problems overpopulation has been a big one and zero population growth is what the the movie title stands for uh, means that they put in a ban on childbirth for 30 years for the next 30 years no one's allowed to have children and anyone who does will be punished by death and the child will also be killed uh, so they they do this and we actually skip eight years past this day we get a little intro with that part of the timeline and we skip eight years ahead and what's interesting that that means is that the youngest legal child is now eight years old there's no one can mm -hmm. be younger than that and be be allowed to live uh, based on this which it brings a lot of interesting ideas when you think about it You're like wait a minute so when this ban is lifted 30 years later like the youngest people who can like or yeah like people who can have kids now like the youngest people who will exist will be 30 years old there'll be no one younger than that uh, mm -hmm. that's kind of an interesting thing to think about uh, and I was actually thinking about the because obviously the main plot of this uh, it really, I've got a lot of parallels bizarrely with Equilibrium if, if anyone's seen that the Christian Bale movie that came out in like 2002 yeah I saw that movie yeah I've got some parallels with that uh, and that was emotions that were banned not kids but like there was some similar ideas in the sense that the main character like, sort of chooses to like ignore it and like does it anyway right. and like i've seen a lot of parallels with that uh but of course the plot is is that the the main isn't it also kind of similar to is it, is it a omega man the omega man about but it's like the opposite instead of like we're controlling population size by giving you an expiration date rather than how many kids Wait, you can have you're thinking of uh, logan's run omega man's i am legend Logan. well yeah oh, logan's run right. yeah okay 
Yeah. I haven't seen either of those. I okay. Know. I'm not a very good sci-fi yeah. nerd. <laughs> yeah. Logan's Run, which we'll do in 70s month two, whenever that happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the 30-year-old age limit. That's what you're thinking of. And then Omega right. Man is an adaptation. Solid Green has a little bit of that. Yeah. Omega Man is an adaptation of I Am Legend, which was also done in a Vincent Price movie called The Last Man on Earth, which, of course, was also done in I Am Legend, which was the Will Smith movie. We from... have so many movies to watch. I know. <laughs> so many there's so many uh so yes yeah, so that's that one um so yeah so the main plot is that uh, we have this main couple played by oliver reed uh who i mainly know from gladiator which was actually his last I, role because he passed because he passed away before the movie came out in fact there's like one shot in gladiator they had to digitally do some trickery to do his yeah. final moment i know him from gladiator and i know him from the academy awards during the in memoriam section <laughs> where they also showed the gladiator clip that's the only thing i know <laughs> yeah but he's, he's but he, he obvi- i recognize him though. but he's obviously like an old-time actor who's like really well known because he was an established deal he was a well-respected actor when he did gladiator the people knew him yeah. but i've never really well, seen even him in this movie while well, watching it i'm like i have to know this guy from somewhere yeah like, he's just so he's he, he's got so much like presence when he's on screen he's like, so intense okay. though is, is he always this intense because he's he's, he's, he's very intense in this movie yeah he, <laughs> he this, this is not a man who smiles or cracks jokes he's like like to, to the point yeah, where he stares right through your soul <laughs> i mean I, I guess i can't say what i thought it was going to do because that's that's what that's what basically confirmed that it doesn't but i always think it also sorts of dark things places this plot may go thinking that he was going to be some villainous character by the end because it was so like i thought he's gonna be this controlling husband who's like gonna like beat her up or like you know demand things or like he had like this really intimidating presence I think this world has just hardened him. Uh, yeah, possibly, possibly. He's hard to read. No pun intended. <laughs> for for a long time. Uh, and then his wife, uh, played by Geraldine Chaplin, who I actually like. I recognize. I said this before we started. I recognize her older face much more than her younger face here, because I know her from like movies from like the two thousands and tw- you know twenty tens. Because mm-hmm. she's you know she's an older actress now, obviously. And uh, I recognize that version of her more than I do this younger version, but. She's in a lot, but I think the only other role I know her for is uh, Doctor Zhivago. Yeah, I've seen that too. But I, I, from more modern stuff, I've seen her in the orphanage and some other stuff. Uh, she's in that kind of thing. She's still, she's still going. I saw on IMDb, she's like, she was in The Crown, which isn't uh, that like a new show? Yeah, it's the last couple of years. That's a Netflix show, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, the plot of the movie is that she, of course, really wants a baby, decides to have a baby. Uh, basically, in the same way, this is what made me really think of Equilibrium. She basically just chooses not to take, you know, essentially birth control, but it's like a more advanced mm-hmm. version because we're in the future, science fiction, uh, which really made me laugh because she literally had like a machine in her bathroom that has a big button that says abort on it. And I just, that really cracked me up. So something about my sense of humor, that really appealed to. It's just a giant button saying abort. It's not like a big red button that you have to slam or I lift know, up a piece of glass and do, I mean, do <laughs> people, alarms and sirens go off. I mean, maybe really religious <laughs> people do, but I mean, I, I would I would say most people consider like birth control, like the, you know, the morning after pill or whatever as an yeah. abortion. Well, these are desperate times yeah. and technology has developed in a way to support their need right now, which is to make sure that nobody has children and they make it as easy as possible. I really, I really Line up went, to the machine and hit the abort button. I wanted to know what, what it did, though, or how it worked. Like, because usually it's in movies... It's like a radiation thing. Because most movies, like, they'll show you this example. Because in like, Equilibrium, for example, because I'm compared to that, because they have these drugs they take to not feel emotions. They show you, like, people taking them first so that when they decide not to take them, you know, even though you don't have to explain how someone takes a pill, right? But with this, this machine, I'm like... 
Well, give me an example of it working first. I want to see how it works. Like, what does it do? Well, it, it's like literally they have sex and he's like, sorry, I guess you're going to have to use the machine. And then she like just lines up and, and hits the button. So there's not really like a fetus or anything she has to worry about. It's just like maybe it's like a low dose of radiation that just takes care of the embryo. Yeah, uh, I, I guess. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 the main does wonder these things, okay? The main wonders these things. Uh, yeah. So, like, does she have to sit in a thing? Is there, you know, is, is, is there more to it? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's no, like, solution she has to drink. Because but it, it cuts away, so maybe there's more. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, does, does it give her, like, a, something to drink or something? Like, um, like, because the way you're describing it is purely wireless, is you just stand there in front of it and press the button and that's well, it. From what we see of the machine, that's what it looks like. Yeah. It's the future. It's okay. It's just a little red laser thing. <laughs> it's just a red laser thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what does it just go through just go through the scanner to shaft to like sort of saddle up to like give it a clear shot? Like what what's the Maybe you have to like line it up right for it. I assume every household has this, so maybe so. it's like custom made for the height of where you would have a fetus of your uterus. Yeah, I, I guess yeah, it would, it would be calibrated. Just saying, it'd be calibrated to each individual yes. woman. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so many questions. Yeah. So obviously, one of the big things we're talking about is what this world is like. I think that's because that's probably one of the movie's strongest elements is that there's so much like world Definitely. building for like what the society is like and the look and feel of it, all the rules they have in place, and more importantly, like because these two characters work in a museum. Uh, mm-hmm. and a big feature of this museum is like what life was like circa 1970 and I'm like yeah it's funny how you pick circa 1970 because that's when the movie was yeah. made and came out you know uh, 1971 they, to be specific that's uh, the year that they work in <laughs> yes because uh, the movie came out in 1972 so presumably it was shot in 71 and that's why everything this is what it was like in 71 yeah although they get some things a little bit well not wrong per se but I did think it was interesting because the, the, the two characters work in like a a display like a little like, almost presentation of what 1971 life was like for couples yeah and like they they're ha- all swingers apparently. yeah they, yeah they, they treat it as if they're all swingers because they're like talking and arguing about who's taking whose wife home and yeah. i just thought it was like do they think this was like every couple was like this in the 70s you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of um do you ever watch futurama i watched some of, i watched some of the early seasons yeah, there's like a, a a museum that they go to in the year 3000 for the year like 2000, and it's all just it's so wrong. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> they they do they do their best to to make up history for what they think these devices are, but they're just so wrong. It, it's 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 a funny parallel. My, Maybe they were inspired by this film. Yeah, my recent example of that I really liked uh, the video game Mutant Year Zero. It's like these mutants and like you know the future, but they, they find like devices from our time period, and like uh-huh. they, they get they find like an iPod and they think it's like a fruit testing device because of the Apple logo, um, <laughs> and like just just little things like that. I'm like, oh, that's cute and funny. Like, uh, yeah. isn't quite to that level, but it's, you know it's that kind of thing where like what they thought everyone was a swinger. I mean, sure there were swingers, there's swingers now, but like it's not like every couple is a swinger. <laughs> yeah uh so no that, that's really good uh but there it's like showing you because like every animal's extinct like even like pets they're all extinct so there's like, yeah they have some taxidermy of like house cats and yeah bunnies and i I love that there's like hey and there's like a four-year waiting period to get into this museum it's like that that like popular to like come in and find yeah. out what life was like 
before the, the collapse of well not society but like you know a strong ecosystem <laughs> yeah right so now that that side of the movie was pretty fun but like obviously the main plot is like the fact that she's going to have a baby and she's going to have to hide it and they're going to have to kind of find a way to conceal it mm-hmm. and so on uh so i'll ask the question tara how did you feel about zpg i like this one actually i do think the world building is really strong i think the 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 fear of overpopulation and turning that into a sci-fi premise is pretty good and pretty original i think for the time and uh it's it's good like i i I like the drama of it some things come off a bit hokey but if you like put yourself in the world like maybe you you can buy it um a lot of the like scenes that you get with doctors and um like the technology that they used to like the the doctors are are somehow influencing people through the screens with like some kind of sound effect. I mean, it's, it's all very Star Trekky to me, and I think that makes sense because one of the writers wrote for Star Trek. <laughs> well, well, let's call it as we were describing. There's brainwashing. They're they're essentially yeah. brainwashing them through like Skype calls. Uh, right. Which, right. for the record, is how Tara does this podcast. Just uh, yep. oops, should have said that. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Tara's trigger word is falafel. Whoa. And then she's forgotten. How did I get here? She's forgotten everything. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We're good. I said the magic word. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, the, the world building thing is the best part. I, I mean, I, I'd say I like the movie too. Um, I, it's, again, it's like a lot of these 70s movies, it falls into this place where I think the world building is really good. The plot mm-hmm. is probably better than some of them. Uh, it's still lacking. There's a few elements that it introduces early on that I felt like it didn't really pay off much on, like the, like, like the upper characters who are like, you know, either hypnotizing, well, hypnotizing, uh, brainwashing, or or whatever. Like, I felt like those elements like are introduced early on. Like, they feel like they're almost like just irrelevant in the second half of the movie. They never really come up again like a meaningful way. Yeah, uh, I think they're there mostly to justify why people are okay raising dolls. Yeah, well, that's something we didn't mention yet, is that to try yeah. and... Because apparently everyone's got this need to have kids <laughs> when they hit, like, the late 20s. So they have this system where they give them, like, lifelike dolls. Well, I say lifelike, they're not that lifelike. But, like, they have needs and they want to be fed and, you know, caressed mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. Um, so yeah. we get these creepy, like, dolls given to everyone. Um That, that element's there. Uh, and they try and convince people to ha- have those and to, to sort of, like... Like, I, I get that, okay, some people would really want kids. And I, that was actually one of the interesting things I started thinking about as I was watching the movies, that, so this yeah. generation that's in charge, who make this decision to ban, you know, children for, for 30 years, like, giving birth for 30 years, I think it's really interesting that, okay, that generation who's making that choice, like, the generation who's just They've kinda, already had kids. Yeah. They've already had kids. And the generation that's coming up next, that in about, and that's, this is why I think the eight-year time jump's important, is I think that that's around the type, type of time where the next generation is at that age where they want to start having kids, but now they can't. They're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. And they weren't really necessarily involved in the decision process that was banning... You know, all this in the first place so i think that's really interesting that they're making the choice for the next couple of generations it there's almost like a you know a baby boomer millennial kind of <laughs> parallel we can make here with uh not so much the specific thing but just the idea that the one generation has really screwed things up for the next couple of generations right well plus there's the big spotlight on us and even though the movie is made in the 70s there's still mm. the whole like during the museum everybody indulged in all these things that you know, they knew would 
leave future generations struggling but they did it anyway like they knew the consequences and they chose to do it anyway so there's a lot of hate towards our generation mm, <laughs> and uh, previous generations did you enjoy i mean you'll like this from your uh your your vegan like side of things the fact that you know like like all food has to be like just you know synthesized now because all those all the natural resources and vegetables are really valued like people are robbing vegetables from each other because they're really in high regard but that I'm, movie that they show in there i guess we'll talk about it in just in spoilers yeah. but was disgusting oh sure <laughs> but why why i really made me laugh here is that when they're at a restaurant and all the food comes in these tubes all i could yeah. think was rocket man <laughs> yeah and that's your fault the hemorrhoid cream <laughs> <laughs> That's your fault. Because I'm looking at a menu, and at one point it says like, "Oh, the steak's gotten better. It actually smells like steak. It tastes like steak too." <laughs> Does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's all just like different flavors of Kool Aid and like, um, I don't know, like transparent um, condiment containers <laughs> and like toothpaste. That's yeah. What it looks like. Yeah, they're having a blast with that stuff. But... I love that they show like the people eating it, but there's one guy who just clearly has nothing on his spoon and he's taking a bite out. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have been in the movie. Yeah, I wonder, like, this is one of these things where, like, is he being fussy or is the gunk that they've made for these scenes actually really disgusting? So the thought of actually putting their mouth is, like, as actors, like, on set. Because yeah. in theory, they should give them something that's actually quite pleasant so it's easy to use, like, when they're acting. It's I mean, it's probably just Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid and... Well, I don't know what the paste would be. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, what is it? Like... The only thing that comes in tubes like that that I can think of is, like, wasabi. And yeah, you don't want to eat spoonfuls of wasabi. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what they made to to make that work. Because sometimes you hear really disgusting things about, like, how they create certain, like, unique... You know, stuff that we don't really have. Like, what... It's actually a mixture of these two or three things. And it's like, oh, that is disgusting. Like, but some actors have to... Like put it in their mouth and whatever. Sure. Kind of like when we talked about Alien, we talked about uh, the, the milk and stuff that they use for for Ash, like spitting up the milk blood. It wasn't just right. milk, but it was like milk and something else. And it's like, oh, that sounds disgusting. Like, yeah, it's probably like cornstarch or something to thicken it up. Yeah, so you know, I I don't envy the actors when it comes to comes to this. I think this movie has a really weird like style to it it's got a really weird tone where i i really like it in places where it feels like everything's kind of dreamlike and hypnotic but then there's sometimes where i feel like the plot almost like feels like it's taking a back seat just in in favor of just being the style so it, it maybe needs a bit more balance for me but i do kind of like it in places like you know like there's a call earlier on where she calls her doctor and this is where the sort of the brainwashing stuff kind of comes in and mm-hmm. there's there's certain moments where it, it does kind of sound really dreamlike when she says things like, uh, I want to have a baby. And he's like, mm-hmm. that's not possible. What was, what, was, what was her name? I need to say her name for this. Carol. That's not possible, Carol. That's just not reality, Carol. He's, he's really sort of like rubbing it in. And I just thought, you know, I got that. And he's like, you know, I can't make love. And he's like, have you used the uh, audio video uh, supplemental erotica? <laughs> uh, just call it porn. Just call it porn. Like, don't, don't dress it up. <laughs> It's, I've tried, but it's not helping. It? Most women find that very helpful. And I even I don't, I don't think I mean I think there is like a sexist theme in this movie. I don't necessarily think this moment is intentionally playing with it, but I did kind of get like a vibe of like him because he, he says a lie like, "Oh, most women find that very helpful, Carol." And I'm like, "How do he you seems know?" Incredibly distant. Yeah, yeah like, like how he's do, not really there to help her. He's just trying to get her to 
fall yeah, in line. Take her medicine yeah. by <laughs> giving her the brainwashing, make, fixing her that way. Yeah, take your pills. Uh, do what we yeah. say. Don't get out of line. You know, that's, what, that's what, how it feels, but dressed up in a helpful tone kind of thing. That's, that's what mm-hmm. it's doing. Uh, yeah, I like the style of the movie, too. I, I like all, like, in the in the very beginning, you see when they're, when they're doing the order, like, people are out there with their mask, but they're still wearing, like, regular, or at least clothing that's distinctive hmm. from each other but then when you get to the eight years later everything has become so um organized and they're all in jumpsuits like, under so much more control that they're all in the same jumpsuits everybody yeah. wears the same thing yeah everybody has the same thing that they're excited for <laughs> which is going to the museum or getting this baby, which is a doll. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's soulless, right? That's the whole point, is that it yeah. becomes a soulless society because people have no freedom. Uh, yeah. And it's basically, I mean, the movie's basically suggesting, yeah, we need a solution and we can't let all these problems get out of hand. We have to do something, but clearly this is not the answer because this is going to destroy us in different ways. Like, equally yeah. important as, like, everything else. Uh, which, is, which is, you know, I, I think that's a, a fine message. Which, I mean, I think it is an important thing to to bring up because when you talk about over or overpopulation which uh i mean there have been countries that have put out rules like one child rules you know and um that that really was a solution for for them at the time but now they are facing the consequences of that now there's another parallel that i want to talk about here though that i think is very fascinating is the idea that there's so, so much talk a lot of the time, right? Especially when it comes to the idea of Planned Parenthood and the idea of, of the, you know, freedom to choose, all that kind of thing, where of, of like powerful men seemingly wanting to control women's yeah. women's own choices over their body. I think there's something really fascinating about this movie about essentially it being the same thing, but in the opposite way, where they're saying, right. no, you can't have a baby. It's the opposite. Because you know, normally, of course, yeah. the debate is you can't choose to have an abortion. You have to have the baby, right? That's usually what the, the argument is from people uh, which is ridiculous and already it's an end of discussion <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah it, it seems to stem mostly from a religious background of, yeah but it's not just about that it's about having control over the woman yes regardless of what they say and, and this is this is the same thing but with the opposite like yeah you know goal or tactic or whatever right it's this this flipping it around and saying no we're going to control you but in the opposite manner where we're saying that you can't have any babies uh, right. And we're seeing how, and it's still the woman's fault. And it's still the woman's <laughs> fault, yes. Uh, so, like, so we're seeing how it plays with that. And I thought that was a really interesting flip of like reality yeah. and the way things actually go, um, and how it affects like our main character Carol in a, in a ways that's different from someone who's forced to have a baby when she doesn't want one. This is someone who's been told she can't have one when she really wants one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a really different uh, approach and really, really interesting. Um, so. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was an interesting flip on things. Yeah, I, no, I agree. I, it, the thought crossed my mind too while I was watching it. Yeah, like oh, the woman doesn't have a right to choose. It's, it's familiar. It's it's so so different, <laughs> and yet it seems so familiar at the same time. It's just all <laughs> oh sci-fi. Yeah, science fiction loves to play with us, doesn't it? it loves to you know squeeze things around. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I so yeah, it's, it's exploration of its sci-fi themes are interesting. Um, and its characters are very detached. Uh, I, I think it does better than some of the other movies we've watched from the seventies, where it does feel like it has more of an actual plot and arc. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe it doesn't go quite far enough in terms of where it, re- it really gets to that great territory for the character arcs, where it's like, okay, I really feel like I've been on a journey with these characters. It feels, 
still kind of in yeah. that, that simplified kind of like okay this is one of the first attempts at something like this kind of feeling to it which is just fine it's not really a critique because he yeah, it was one of the first times they tried this in a movie so right why not but and there's uh, there, there's also sort of the um i think we had a few of these in the 70s mix it's been a little while since we watched them but where where the ending is a little unsatisfying a, a little abrupt know? and simple yeah yeah a yeah. little bit where it's not really giving you an answer like like one thing has been solved but then like but you're still like okay but how is this helpful i don't know <laughs> what happens next <laughs> i feel like the movie should have another act <laughs> yeah no i i agree and a lot of them have been like short they've all been like 90 minutes this one's slightly longer than that but not by much it's still on the shorter side uh and you, you feel like yeah there's maybe more exploration to go on beyond like the point of the ending or at least have more in the ending to really kind of set up you know where, where it's going and it's funny because i feel like modern movies like have the opposite problem where a lot of them are far too overstuffed there's there's, there's oh, a, definitely there's a yeah. middle ground i think in the 80s and maybe the 90s to an extent kind of really <laughs> you know i mean i mean obviously not across the slate and obviously there's some 70s movies that are perfectly like balanced and that's 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 the classics right <laughs> that's the ones that we still talk about that's alien and it's clockwork orange and it's these other movies that you know are the, the tent poles of the, the the decade but uh, that hopefully you've watched every few song yeah uh so now really really interesting stuff I, I think there's definitely some unique qualities to this one that stick out uh because it's core premise of the, of the, the baby angle and that, that being banned is a really interesting that i've not seen that i don't think there's probably is another movie somewhere that does this later on no. but i mean children of men sort of has that but it's not voluntary like it's not by choice no and that obviously brings up and we'll do that someday of course but that obviously changes the dynamics a lot because instead of like humans making this really weird choice to that they think will solve things it it takes it almost, nature chooses it for them yeah yeah it feels more like a fate thing like it's a punishment from from nature yeah. for for what we've done rather than humans like messing things up worse <laughs> because they try and solve right. it in a weird way uh so it's a very different movie in that sense but yeah you'll know there's a comparison to be made because it's kind of that that's the mm. same same sort of thought process but yeah so that uh interesting stuff so i, I guess we'll go into spoilers we'll go watch through the movie so i'll give you the spoiler warning here uh so full spoilers but before we start the spoiler section i will take this time to thank our patreon producers for the month so thank you to david short allison m fordyce cindy palaceas and tyler hess uh you guys are all patrons at 20 dollar tier and above and that's why you're producers but you can of course support us for less than that can't you tara yeah, if you like the content, you like what we do, and you want to support the channel, go check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV, and donating as little as $1 per month will get you bonus episodes of The Ace. So you can check out all of our B-movies that we have indulged in and reviewed for you. Yeah. So for your eyes and ears and of course the Thank bonus you. the bonus exclusive movie for this month to go along with the theme is also a 70s bonus movie so uh, that was death, right. death sport uh old gem <laughs> starring david carradine and even and... yeah go on richard lynch richard lynch yeah <laughs> richard lynch. uh it's actually the same producer as well as uh death race 2000 which is why we picked it and obviously that was out earlier in the month from us so it's kind of a spiritual continuation of that line yeah. although spoiler nowhere near as good as death race 2000 death race 2000 that's a pretty high bar though mm. <laughs> and it's own way it kind of does yeah that's true 
Uh, so, yeah, the movie starts uh, with the the announcement that they're doing this. The government have made this choice, and it's like there's these there's like drones that are sort of announcing this to the world as it's flying over, and we see like the last baby born officially that gets this like implant in its head, so that mm-hmm. later on they can like scan it and know that it's like a, a legal baby. Like that one's okay. That's allowed. Because uh, there's a scene that's actually one of the most interesting scenes in the movie is that uh, there's a person in the street and I, I was actually kind of laughing to myself. This is like great low budget like design because like there's mm-hmm. so much like fog and smoke and like everything. Don't have to have sets. The, the, yeah, like the <laughs> sets like could be next to plain as possible and we would never be able to know because we can barely see them. Yeah, uh, everything's in the fog. But the uh, this woman starts shouting out, "Oh, there's a baby! There's a baby! This, this child is too is too uh is a legal child." And the mum's like, "No, he's just he's young for his age. He's eight. He's eight. He just looks young for his age." And what I thought was interesting about this scene because I thought this was the scene that was going to be the example of uh like okay, what happens when they find a legal child? But we actually get that later. Yeah. This scene's actually an example of people yelling like the crowd getting angry and saying, "No, that's an illegal child." And then the the, the police force come in and scan the kid and go, "No, he's legal. He's fine." And like. Yeah. It's like, wait, this was like a witch hunt like a second ago and yeah, all of a sudden... And, she, and even though the woman who like accused the kid of being young or being too young was just... After they, they scan him, like, you can't fake that. It's good. And she's like, no, it's fake because she wants the reward. They give people a reward if you... Yeah, if you rat them out. If you're, if you're the one who spotted it. Yeah. But a bit of a, 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 totality, a totalitarian state thank you i, I got yeah. out i got out there eventually all right <laughs> sometimes there's a lot of r's and l's and in, in a word I, I just can struggle a little bit all right i can struggle a little bit yeah i'm sure i'm sure everyone in scotland does particularly uh, i struggle with that one particularly you say that one a lot too <laughs> per- particular is <laughs> fine it's so funny when you say parallel parallel <laughs> <laughs> parallel <laughs> Parallel, <laughs> a parallel dimension. That's fine. That's good. I'm glad you enjoy yourself. I don't. Matt, Matt's a big fan of uh, when I say squirrel girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, whatever. You're like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You like to add some syllables. <laughs> Give these people the air. Give these people the air. I just wanted again. <laughs> yeah. I don't add that. I don't add the same syllables because I, I just said it there. I don't think I added it into that sentence though. Give these people air. Give these people air. <laughs> I don't think I give any extra, extra syllables to that one. No, well, you have a different accent. Yeah, so it's, diff- it's it different words. Different. Yeah, that I do it too. But yeah, I see your point. I see your point. Uh, but uh, yes. Anyway, <laughs> so death sports going on outside or death yeah. race? Yeah, death race. Wait, what was the name of the motorcycle one? Death sport. Death sport. Yeah. Sound like a motorcycle. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so I thought that was a really interesting scene, but there's a lot of setup here in the opening when we skip ahead eight years where we see the museum and we see, like, the, the couple walking through and we see, like, various exhibits of the animals and, uh, like, t- TVs, like, showing, like, okay, this is, like, you know, why animals are extinct. This was what people ate for food back in the day. I, I, I like the little things, like, oh, don't be worried about the stuffed cats because, like, these animals were, eat, were were given to children, even. I'm like, yeah, yeah. what were you worried about from the stuffed cats? It's like, it can't do anything to you. Like, <laughs> you know? I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe the kids who have never seen an animal before mm. would see something that, an animal that hunts, maybe instinctively they would be afraid. And they've got, like, fake versions of flowers for people to see what flowers mm-hmm. look like, and 
Like everyone's like, yeah, they have like construction workers like pretending to do, I don't know, manhole work. Yeah, this, this was a vocation in circa 1971. Uh, where's where's the other eras? Where's 1962? Like where? Where's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there one for every year? No wonder. Must, 71 must have been a very important year in mm. uh, this history. It must have been, yeah. Uh, very specific, but because there's a little twist here actually, because we see we see like the couple with this other couple, or other two main characters of Ed, Don, and sorry, sorry, George and Edna. Uh, the actor's name is Don. I said the wrong names. Uh, George and Edna, and there, this is like this swinging scene where they're talking about oh, who's going home with who, and you think is like, wait, are they all swingers in this world? And uh, like hmm. Oliver Reed's character Russ, he he like sort of like makes an excuse as to why like his wife can't go with him. It's like oh, she's feeling down with something. And she's like, who says who? It's like, I say. And this is, this is what I was talking about with these. Like, he's got a really like, sort of cold demeanor. He's very you yeah. know, stern with everything he says. And at the end of the scene, it's actually like that twist in that Twilight Zone episode where like, it cuts to like the, the, the window where mm-hmm. there's a crowd watching them. It's like, no, no, this is like a performance to show what like couples in the 70s were like. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, they did this multiple times in the movie and every time I forgot. I forgot that they were acting <laughs> it got me, the twist got me every time as soon as like the crowd would appear and they would clap like oh this wasn't like a real intimate moment like yeah i mean there are some real ones later on when they're in their own apartments uh, there has to be because they're, they're doing illegal they're stuff yeah yeah they talk about illegal things but it happens again later on and each time i'm surprised i'm so gullible yeah <laughs> and they go to the uh the the the, the, the toy place to get the brams <laughs> whether what is that the boy. Oh. <laughs> see, see how funny it yeah. was when she got it? <laughs> I haven't seen those movies, but um, I, I know them by reputation only. Yes, by reputation, because Tim's a maniac and likes the boy and Bram's the boy I was thinking more like maybe Chucky or sure. Annabelle even, even though I haven't seen those movies either. Yeah, but you know the name of those ones more than you do Bram's. Because yeah. Bram sucks, because the boy sucks, and it's garbage. <laughs> so I've heard. Well, I've heard mixed things, actually. Because <laughs> I listened to the Screams review. <laughs> yes, of course you do. Everyone's favorite. Um, I mean, I, do you know what's funny, actually? I, I was streaming just last night, and the audience were curious. They were wanting to know some of my uh, the demographics on the channel, on the YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. I was looking at, okay, so this is the, the ratio of, like, uh, age and gender and blah, blah, blah. And one of the demographics it gives you is audience retention. So it's, like, how many people make it to this point in the video, right? And it was, like, okay, so typically it's quite low when you get to the end of the video because so many people click on the video and leave at the start. The retention at the end of the boy review, on average, was much higher than, like, most other reviews. And the explanation <laughs> is that, like, a lot of those reviews are people re-watching it who already like it because people are going back and re-watching that review because <laughs> they think it's funny. Well, I mean, you're bringing it up here, so maybe it's worth checking out if you guys haven't <laughs> listened or watched to the uh, the boy review. Yes, people enjoy the boy one and two. They also enjoy the Leprechaun movie reviews. Those are quite popular. Oh, yeah, those are good movies. Sure. It's why I say bless you after the third sneeze. Only the third sneeze. I don't, I don't want I don't want myself or someone I know or care about to become the bride of the leprechaun. I don't even know why you say that. I, I just I, I don't <laughs> even know. Uh, le- leprechauns, Tim's delusional 
love uh but i mean i mean tara has that with some stuff too i like the leprechaun movies yeah no, but your, your version of that's like uh well what did we do that was you like that with star trek i guess is this the star trek it doesn't matter how bad an episode of star trek is you're, you're like no it's 10 there's no such thing as a bad episode of star trek so that statement you made was an oxymoron uh-huh sure 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 uh so it's the, so it's the, basically they're waiting in line for the, the doll right and they're seeing the couple in front of them not, i mean they're like they're not even first in line they're like fifth in line or something like that but the couple at the front is getting their doll and she's she's hearing like the explanation of like oh i'll cry i'll want his mommy blah 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 and eventually even get sick <laughs> she just she just breaks down and is like get me out of here i don't want to be here get me out of here uh, russ get me out of here so they leave um, and it's pretty soon after this that they see like so we get a second thing in the street where someone actually does like spot someone with a baby and we get this woman yelling baby 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 in her gas mask and the reason why I'm bring I'm, spec- I'm specifying that moment is because main, the main character Carol like over the course of the movie after this like has like many flashbacks to her saying that like like probably like fifteen times it's a lot yeah you see that one shot again a lot because she's like worried of being caught but I like that they I like that they cut the audio of it oh she yeah you just see the she has the flash see you don't really get tired of it like you would get tired of hearing her say baby 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 over and over again but you don't because it's the audio is cut yeah she she has one of those very cutting English accents that feel really harsh in the the years as well yeah Uh, yeah she's a siren yeah (laughs) admittedly that may be more the audio quality of the, the time rather than like her voice necessarily so i'll i'll i'll, I'll give her some credit i'll give her some benefit of the doubt uh but this is a time where they do actually catch up someone with a baby this woman's given extra rations she's given like a voucher for for more food <laughs> and this dome this drone comes in and drops down a dome where the the, the, cul- the guilty culprits right the mom and the baby are given 12 hours to think about what they've done and then they're gassed inside the dome yeah proper brutal yeah, twelve hours—that's torture. Knowing you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, and your baby's going to die. Like, I mean, yeah, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough stuff. Um, can't like everything gets sealed off too, so you can't like even say goodbye to loved ones if they come up to you. Yeah, in fact, I think this scene's after the scene where she calls the uh, the doctor. But we kind of spoke about that already in spoiler free for the most part, uh, where she's just asking that yeah. she's like, "Oh, what a baby!" It's like that's not possible, Carol. <laughs> that's just not reality carol yeah you want your doll have you tried making love carol <laughs> yeah and it does that old science fiction thing where in order to know that something's being transferred through the screen it there's like this this humming sound that gets really irritating <laughs> damn straight yeah so yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so like she's still saying she wants these things. She, she, uh, it's around this time where it's like close to Christmas, right? Some time has passed. Actually, no, no, no. It has to be like, after this because, yeah, yeah, it has to be because that's the time jump. That's why she's like four months pregnant when she's pregnant. Uh, so she has sex with her, her husband, right? And it's very mm-hmm. cold afterwards. He's not the most gentle, like caressing lover after the fact. He's very kind of just lying there, just sort of. I think they're both, you know, a little depressed That's true. in this world. But he's like, yeah, you're going to have to go take care of it. <laughs> That's what he's like. Off yeah. with you. Off with you to take care of the... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just clearly distressed. This is where we see the stuff in the bathroom. But it's after that. She, she wants like a... 
um, a Christmas tree, right? Christmas is coming up. We do a bit of time jump, and there's a mm-hmm. drone, there's a drone going through. It's like, oh, you know, the, since the dawn of time, a celebration in winter solstice has been you know, part of every civilization, and you know, Egypt yeah. even had something Christmassy, you know, different, but you know, in that time period, and we see they like, have like twenty one days or something. Yeah, till Christmas. We see, like, she's like, I want a Christmas tree, and they, they pull up, like, the live store. So it's kind of like shopping from home on the internet, but instead of, like, how we would do it, it's like a live, like, Skype call with, like, a a, like a, a salesman who's mm-hmm. said, hey, we've got this, and we've got this tree. And, uh, yeah. and it, Every salesman in the future is a used car salesman. They're so slimy. It's also, <laughs> the, the way he presents it, it reminds me of, um, I, I'm thinking of the... the there's two game shows I'm thinking of here. I'm thinking of the Generation game, and I'm thinking of Bullseye. I don't know if you had either of those in the in like the, the states, but um, maybe. But basically, there'd be a time when they're showing prizes, and it'd be on like a conveyor belt, and it really this is how they sh- it shows off the trees. Is they're on like a conveyor mm-hmm. belt, like behind like a screen where there's a border, so you can see them sort of moving, but they're, they're sort of presentable. Um, that's what it reminded me of. But at the end of it, he says, "What tree would you like, Madame?" And would you like me to deliver it myself? And, <laughs> and so Oliver Reed gets immediately like jealous and like turns off the tree. He's like, oh, I thought you wanted a tree, not a tree salesman. And she's like, they used to call this jealousy, uh, my love. And he's like, they still call it that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he gets really uh, like, like frustrated. I think his frustration is, is also... Like he he says he's determined to get you a tree, like a, a real tree. Mm. It's like I'm better than this guy because I can get you which, a real which thing. Are, which are legal, illegal, by the way. Like he's not which supposed to get illegal. a tree. Yeah. yeah. And also, um, I think he's just desperate for something real. You know, I think he's tired of everything being so fake. Also, I I, I think to boil it down to sort of a more kind of, I, I think he's dissatisfied because he knows that she wants a real baby and he can't give it to her and the idea that like he wants to be able to give his wife what she wants right like and, right. and she's un- unfulfilled and the tree because this is before he knows she's pregnant so the tree's kind of like a okay i can't give you a baby that's too risky but i can give you a real tree i can go and get a real tree i can kind of be kind of sneaky and do that and mm-hmm. maybe hopefully that'll like fill that void and obviously it doesn't because eventually well, she- well there's a conversation that happens later on too when she reveals to him that he that she is pregnant and she said you went out of your way to get yourself a real tree because it made a difference mm. that it was real to you and this makes a difference to me and so this so i do think like he still also has that desire to have something real in his life yeah. he's just better at hiding it i guess uh most of the time because he's so stoic <laughs> but he's very stoic uh, yeah, no, no, no you're, you're right about that. You're, you're right about the comparison there. And I, I think, um, like, there is, a, I mean, admittedly, there is a big difference between, because I think a fake tree to a real tree, especially their fake trees look real, because that's probably because they just are. Like, they're just in they're fake, but they're just real trees. Uh, but, yeah. like, a real tree to a fake tree is uh, is not much of a difference compared to a, a, a toy, you know, a doll to a real baby. <laughs> like, very different things, I think, yeah. on the scale of, like, authenticity. Uh, but sure enough, a lot of the movie from this point, you know, it's kind of a lot of montage. It's a lot of, like, them preparing and, like, being scared about what to do. And she's starting to show there's a great moment where they're kind of having an intimate moment where he's and it feels like probably the most intimate they've ever felt where he's kind of Mm -hmm. caressing her and he's kind of like you know rubbing her belly and kind of putting his his ear up to it and like she accidentally hits like the the 
like one of the buttons for, it's not the salesman but it's like maybe like the the weather person or something like that who, or like the yeah it, it looks like the receptionist to the doctor that she spoke yeah, to before yeah. but i don't know if it was the same person or not it was just somebody like but it, came on the screen but it was a live call right and it's like they kind of yeah. freeze and they're like oh shit we have to turn it off and like, oh sorry we called a mistake bye and he just quickly turns it off and like she's starting to show yeah, she's very pregnant at this yeah. point she's starting to show so it's just a, it's kind of a problem and they're talking about okay how, how, how do we do this how do we hide this and like it's after this where he's like okay you're going to have to like leave me uh but not necessarily they're actually going to split up but in the sense that publicly you can't be with me because we can't hide this you're going to have to disappear and they find this like place in, like, in the basement of the building that she's going to hide in and she's really distraught because like as he's acting out stuff with the other couple still in the uh like you know the, the show uh, for the museum like he goes into like a, almost like a plot where he's like kissing the other wife and all that and like carol gets very jealous and she's like no i don't i hate this like you're going to be with them all day it's like well I, I can't be suspicious like it has to be real this is all, all for this because mm-hmm. um, at one point he says look if this really bothers you there's still time to go and say hey i didn't realize that you know i, I was this far along um sorry can you take care of it you know, essentially, you know, if you go get an abortion now, maybe you'll get away with it, kind of thing. And yeah. she, she's like, no, no, I don't want that. So, you know, it, it really is this kind of dour mood. <laughs> is there, because it, it, obviously they're being hopeful because they want their baby, but it, the whole time it feels like, oh, how can, how can you hide this? How can you not get, yeah. it's almost like a little bit like don't breathe in a way where you're like, how can you hide this in this world? Like, yeah. you can't hide a baby. This, this is too hard. It's a good movie. Um, hmm? Yeah. And there's another great scene where because she's so isolated and I think something gets triggered where she becomes ill and the the baby is starting to come early or she's starting to have um, contractions much sooner than she's supposed to because she's already said, like, I still have almost a month before this baby's coming. And he goes to like a, a future public library and he's pretending to look at something else that is close to premature birth as a subject, mm. like spelling wise. And then he clicks on the premature birth and all these alarms go off and like his chair all of a sudden gets sucked into another room where he's surrounded by mirrors and lights it- and like he's being uh, I, something is causing him pain. Yeah, the, the, and they're the, questioning, like, why did you look at premature birth? They're being something. At him. I, I would say that this is probably the mostly like, out there science fiction moment of the whole movie, in the sense that just mm-hmm. visually, because it feels so like, oh, like he's just beamed into a room and he's been. There's this like ominous voice saying, "Why are you looking at this thing? You're being sent to like this detention place for for months and." You know, the, yeah. the penalty for this. And he, he, he just sort of yells out, no, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. I was looking up this other thing. Um, and I think that material is filth and shouldn't be available. Like, why is it even there? And it's only once he really, like, sort of like, makes it clear that he's disgusted by the fact that he found this that they yeah. kind of say, okay, no punishment's required. You seem to have made a mistake. Yeah. Like, why did you not, like, click away? Like, as soon as you realized it was wrong, you had plenty of time to do that. He's like, I couldn't look away. Like, it's... <laughs> it's so tantalizing. <laughs> no, it's a really good scene. This forbidden thing. Yeah, it was a really cool scene. Yeah, it really uh, sticks yeah. out. And then the baby comes, and of course, there's no doctor in like that for, for this. Like they have to just deliver the baby on their own. And it's like, okay, they've got this baby now. And 
like very quickly the baby gets a little bit sick and they, they actually introduced a character early on uh one of the early scenes carol goes to see this old doctor friend she has who's kind of mm-hmm. out of it now he's kind of like a uh he's like well I don't know if he's in like an old folks home. I think he's just living with his wife, but he, he, he used to be taken care of and he he was a child doctor before, he was a pediatrician before, you know, all this happened, right? Yeah, he delivered Carol. Yeah. And she, she wants to go to him. So this is kind of like one of the big set pieces of the movie that she has to like, because basically Russ goes and gets one of the dolls at this point, right? The idea being that if it's established they've got a doll, they can maybe get away with sneaking around with the baby under the pretense that it's the doll instead, mm-hmm. right? And she has to take the doll all the way to see this doctor and she's out in the street. She runs into her friend. Runs into her friend who kind of sees something fishy. Uh, the friend who's you know part of the other couple, the swinger couple for lack of a better term. Uh, and she ends up having to like the baby starts crying. So she has to kind of go on the run, uh, to, like through the through the town. And she ends up going through this like theater. Who's they're watching this film, and the baby starts crying, and it's kind of noticeable because that sounds really lifelike, and people start yeah. he- hearing it and noticing it. But I mean, I, I I really like the scene where the baby starts crying, and then her friend like she has her own real doll with her, so she mm. picks up her doll and spanks him so they can, she can compare the cries between the mechanical one and the mm. real one, and she's like, uh, that's not the same. Yeah. And I guess in the in the movie theater, like, it is it is really white-knuckled and, like, stressful because she's in such a public place and the baby's still crying, but they're also watching a movie about the past, so maybe you can kind of get away with this, like, the sound of the film. <laughs> You know, because they're watching like footage of first. It's it's kind of funny because they're watching footage of people eating food. Yeah, <laughs> like just mounds of disgusting food, sausages and like wheels of cheese and all this abundance of food. And everybody in the theater, their stomachs are all growling. <laughs> <laughs> That's also masking the uh, sound of the baby crying. <laughs> yes, but there are some heads that turn. So, admittedly, I think if was, if I have a disappointment in the movie, it's that maybe this stuff here isn't as tense as I'd like it to be. Like, I think if this was filmed and directed in a in a way that was a bit more, uh, this is where like the dreamlike quality should maybe drop a little bit, and it should feel just more like a straight up like thriller for a little bit. Um, Listening to all the sounds of the stomachs like growling sort of made it feel like a like a terry gillen film or something yeah I, a little felt, bit i felt like the surreal surreal surrealist element to the movie kind of hampered the suspense here a little bit i, I think if this section of the I, movie I, I thought it was suspenseful because of you know her friend realizing that she has a real baby and is trying to like well yeah that's definitely the most effective part of it but i think the actual suspense Mm -hmm. of her trying to sneak through places with this crying baby i think if this had been better choreographed as a suspenseful movie sequence i think this Mm -hmm. is where i'd like the direction to have changed a little bit but you know like it's it's a small complaint in the grand scheme of things but this is where i'm like man this could have been really like you know edgy or seat nail biting stuff and it's 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 okay as it is but it's not that good it's not uh you know, I guess they could put, you know, compare it to Quiet Place, like something like that, where again you've got a baby and you're trying to like, like I can definitely see. You, you I know, you haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay, I missed it. I'll watch it. 
Okay. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, there's a comparison there. Because uh, the, the plot of that movie, if you weren't, although the, the, the premise of like, okay, they can't I make a the sound. trailer. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, she's expecting a baby, and you may be like, wait, how can you have a baby in a world where you can't make sound? You can't tell a baby to shut up. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. how, do you, how do you deal with that? Uh, so, anyway. Uh, so, the doctor's like, nah, he's fine. <laughs> like, that's basically, the, like, this, this is a classic trait of, like, a parent worrying, because, like, oh, no, something, you know, the first time a kid yeah. gets sick and they don't know what it is, like, you get yeah. used to it, you get used to, like, oh, what you shouldn't worry about, it's just, oh, it's not a big deal, just, you know, treat the baby right and it's fine, but, uh, yeah. uh, but it's actually when they get back, like, her friend and her, her husband, you know, uh, Don and Diane, are there waiting and they see the baby and they're like, no, it's okay, we're not going to, like, we don't, we're friends, we want to help you. And very quickly, it becomes a story that the, the real kind of plot of the movie, once it gets to this point, is that these two people, knowing that they can turn them in at any point, try to extort more and more control over the baby because they want to be able to use the baby as their own and feel close to the baby, you know, look after yeah, it. They also like just really want to have a baby themselves, yeah. but can't. And this takes away the risk for them if they can just sort of like, basically just steal their baby because like it's yeah. not theirs. Uh, so and so they want to spend more time with it it's really awkward and uncomfortable the entire time I, I thought the movie did a good job of nailing this because I felt I immediately felt this unease of like can we trust them uh, like in this in this situation like what's going on and as it goes on like they want more and more time and eventually you know I think it would be best the baby stay with us you know it's less risky for the baby and I think you know we're not really asking we're telling we're asking yeah. we're telling because all we have to do is say that like, you've got a baby and you're all screwed so you're going to do what we say uh so russ and carol have to form a plan and we don't really know what the plan is exactly we know they go underground and they're, they're sort of digging into something yeah my thought was when i first watched it was that well they're gonna have to kill them that's like the only option right yeah part, yeah, part <laughs> of me was thinking they were going to kill them and hide them underground in the sewer system their actual plan though because because basically they intentionally rile them up and piss them off so that we actually get the, the scene that we've been kind of waiting for which is a uh, diane running into the street and just like the woman from earlier yells baby 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 and yeah. as i said that in a weird way as if it was like a song you know like, baby she's got a baby, baby, yeah. baby. <laughs> uh, and like so the, so the mob forms the the, the officials come running and I actually thought, so So they, they actually get trapped in the dome, right? We actually get this big long run out scene where the dome comes down, they're in the dome, they get their 12 hours. And I noticed though, through, and I was wrong about this, but I noticed that on the build up to in the dome, like we see Carol holding the baby, right? But I noticed that we never got an actual shot of the baby itself. And I was thinking, is there going to be a twist here where she's not really carrying it? Because at first of all, I was thinking, is it going to be actually the doll and it was going to make... It's going to make, like, uh, uh, sorry, Edna, I said the actress name again. It's going to make Edna look like she's crazy because she, she's, it's like a false accusation. Uh, and then once they were actually in the dome, I thought, wait, is this key to their escape? Because we saw them setting something up in the, the thing. I thought, is she yeah. like some sort of tool instead of the, the baby and the baby's already in the safe place? Um, it turned out to be the actual baby, so I was wrong about it. But the, the, the plan was ultimately that they already dug so much that like they, they intentionally went to a place where they knew that the pod was going to fall and they mm-hmm. dug out enough from underneath that they were able to dig their way out from above. So the end of the movie is that they dig down underground into the sewer system. They've got a small boat, and they ride the boat out of the city uh, to an island uh, that doesn't have pollution, right? It doesn't have the the smog, the thick smog. It looks like it's been abandoned by people. There's, like, all this old stuff up there, like um, uh, old well, signs. 
more specific than that, it's a, it was used. It's like it's like, it's like a, a a nuclear like test yeah. dump. So there's a chance that this place is actually going to be radioactive. There's a chance this is even worse for them. It's pr- it may be unlivable. Yeah. yeah, but they're taking their chance, and I think the ultimate message because this is the end of the movie. It freeze frames with them arriving at this island. We see some like nuclear like weapons and stuff like sticking out of the sand. But mm-hmm. I, I guess the the end message of the movie is that like. Much like a lot of yeah, well, yeah, they're going to take a chance, but much like a lot of science fiction, like it's worth like the risk to have the like the choice and the happiness that it is to have the certainty that's predetermined. You know, between Westworld and Devs, a lot of the shows that I've been doing recently with Connor, like like a lot of that stuff is about predeterminism, and this is not exactly what that this is, but this idea that they would rather have the risk, the high risk outside of this like system. Yeah. Didn't have the chance of happiness. Freedom's more important. Yeah, the freedom's important. It's basically what it boils down to. Um, I did kind of like that when uh, the, the 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 swinger wife Edna does run out to yell "baby." She doesn't even put on her mask. She just runs out and says it. So so her and her husband are yelling it, and there's no mask in there. I like that. And she also like repeatedly, even after the the dome comes down, still refers to it as her baby, like mm. my baby, my baby. Like she she wants she wants to punish them for not letting her have the baby, but also she's, you know, devastated that yeah, she's she, losing. She doesn't even take her ration or like her bonus rations. Like she, no. the guy tries to give her to her and he, she just throws it in the ground and other people fight over it. And she's like buying on the dome. And I'm like, yeah. you, you had to know this was going to be the outcome. Like there was no way to get them into trouble without the baby also being killed. Like this was never, it was never an option for you to keep the baby and have them be punished. But yeah. and it's almost like they regret it in the heat of the moment because I, I almost thought because there's a there's a moment as they're leaving in the boat where the husband uh, George is like hearing noises like he goes down he's, it's like he suspects something and he's hearing noises in the distance of them leaving mm-hmm. and I, I almost thought that he was going to make a choice to let them go because like going through the actual turmoil of thinking they're going to be killed and the baby was going to be killed that it was worth letting them go so the baby could live and I thought that was right. going to be like, like an uplifting message at the end but he never does actually quite get there. No, it's a little. Uh... Yeah, it kind of just ends in a little poof. I don't know <laughs> that 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 storyline because it, it it does seem to be leading that way, but then it doesn't. Uh, it's a little un, unsatisfying. Yeah, that doesn't quite capitalize on everything that it sets up. But there's a lot of interesting things that it does set up, uh, at the very least. Yeah, I am overall really positive on the film. Um, I ended up watching it twice because I watched it in back in January, just in case we had enough time to review it, but. You know, it was right at the tail end and we didn't have enough yeah. time. And I liked it then and I liked it this time too. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we're at that point there where we're going to rate the movie, so. Yeah. Might as well keep going then. So we, yeah, we give <laughs> uh, it <laughs> I, I think, I think the movie's a, a 7.5. I, I really do enjoy it. I don't know if it's great. There, there are a couple things that um, are just a little underwhelming, but um, I think the world's really cool. The world building's really strong. I like the premise of the movie. Um, the actors are pretty good, and I think it's uh, worth checking out. I think it's a, it's a cool concept, and maybe you know there are similar films to this with that idea, but um, it, it does feel pretty unique still. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I I uh, I think for me, it falls into a very similar category that a lot of these movies have. I mean, not all of them, but more two that I've liked less, but. I think maybe Demon Seed appear, appealed to me a little bit more because of the AI tangent, but they're very similar in the sense that they're both good but not great. They both have ideas yeah. that I really like but have flaws that kind of hold them back from being amazing. And I think, you know, this is going to be a continuation of my my swimming in sevens for these. I'm going to give this a seven mm-hmm. out of ten. And 
I, I feel like I'm glad I watched it though. Just like, just like I'm glad I watched Demon Seed. Just like I'm glad I watched uh, Terminal Man. I'm glad I watched a few other things. Like mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, again, I'm glad I watched a lot of these movies. These these quirky little ones that haven't been remembered as well. Uh, I think that this is a great explore, exploration of the 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 the, you know, the genre that maybe gets overlooked. And I I, I you know I, I joke about doing like a seventies month too. Whether that's next April or some other time, whenever we feel There's like enough. it. There's enough. But there is. Like, I, I actually like brought out a list of 70s movies, and I, I found enough for two other full months. Uh, assuming we do the same amount yeah. as this month. There's Plus, an- there's a lot of popular ones that we you know, haven't done. These are just more ones that sort of went under the radar. Yeah, so um, I would recommend checking that out if you, if you like sort of weird, quirky... Uh, not even quirky. I wouldn't say this is quirky, but just if you like kind of unsung sci-fi movies that aren't necessarily completely you know home runs but are worth watching if you like seeing interesting ideas and exploring mm-hmm. different ways then i'd say give it a try it's definitely a bit slow i mean in fact i actually i laugh because when i looked up the because i always have the imdb page up so i can just look at character names and things like that and director names in fact the director is a uh, michael campus uh, but the the first review on imdb because it always sort of spotlights one the the title mm-hmm. of the review is zero plot growth so this was clearly someone who did not like the movie. Uh, <laughs> it's clever, but uh, it's a little harsh. Yeah, little, yeah, very, very good. Little, little way. Uh, but I thought it was funny, so I thought I'd mention it. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's uh, ZPG. You can, of course, let us know what you think of the movie if you've watched it in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters all that jazz, uh, at mailed underscore fuzz, as well as at the Ace Podcast. And, of course, we mentioned Patreon earlier, get bonuses, all that sort of stuff, get early access at the $5 tier, uh, voting rights once per month, all that sort of thing. Go and have a look, see if you're interested in what I keep all the content coming. Uh, Tara, would you like to promote some other Mailfuzz TV content that you think people might like? Sure. Um, if you are if you like us and you like uh, science fiction, you can check out our reviews of the original Twilight Zone that we're doing. Uh, we're in season two right now, so things are getting exciting. Not really. It's a anthology, so it doesn't really work that way. But <laughs> it's been fun working through those old classic episodes. And if you want to talk to Peter directly, you can check out the live streams. He does like five a week. And That's not entirely true, but that's a, a decent <laughs> amount. I, I, and some, some of them you'll... you can... You can, you know, contact a, a fuzzy directly. Yeah. So a lot of them are watching movies together. Some are <laughs> uh, playing daft games. Uh, last night's ended up being that that's uh, clean out Peter's desk and see what random crap we find from, you know, years ago. Yeah. Uh, What's was... in my desk? Very that... popular. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a fun one. Uh, so... Now there you go. That is, has been the episode. So uh, we have one or two more episodes left. I, I can't remember if this goes up before or after Alien, uh, but there's if it's after Alien, there's, there's still one more left after this. There's one finale episode to the month for Seventy Sci-Fi Month. So hopefully you enjoy enjoy everything. But uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching, or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching science fiction and computer. Add. Via a, a tube of paste, of course, like this movie. Not actual stuff, some fake stuff. Salsa paste. Add, add some synth- <laughs> computer. Add some synthetic salsa. <laughs> mm. Baby, baby, <laughs> baby, ooh. <laughs>